impressive shooting. We picked the most difficult set ever. Smoke, mirrors in every direction. Love it. Welcome to Twilight. You're listening to Another Bite of Twilight, a podcast where we look back on our obsession with the Twilight Saga and continue to freak out ten years later. Hi, guys. Hello. Happy Twilight Tuesday. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hope your week is going well. Yeah. Um, it's February 3rd? 4th? Oh, oh, talking about when it comes out. When it comes out. Today is January something? I don't know. I can't keep track anymore, honestly. I'm Kelly, by the way. I'm Mel. Yes, this is my good cousin Mel. Yes, my good cousin (laughs) Kelly. Wait, is that a term? (laughs) My good cousin. She's a great cousin. Yeah, we are really close. We are about a year and a half apart. This is the Twilight (laughs) podcast for... Peeps who still love Twilight. Yes, we are the Twilight podcast, and don't you forget it. You know, we've been watching Breaking Dawn, reading Breaking Dawn. Oh my god, Breaking Dawn uh, is our life. Yeah. <laughs> haven't been eating, haven't been sleeping. <laughs> I think I'm watching both Breaking Dawns this weekend with Dan and Amanda. Really? And you can join if you want. <laughs> Thanks. It'll be I want to go to model too. Oh, um, I think me and Marissa are going to go Saturday. Really? Yeah. Are you, are you free? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, let's go. Okay. <laughs> By the time you guys listen to this, we will have a fun night at a bar <laughs> dancing. Dancing. In Austin, Mass, you guys should come if you want. <laughs> <laughs> well, by the time they hear this, it will, too, it will be too late. Next time. Yeah, we'll let you know. Need us for some drinks. So, this is one of my favorite things that we do, talk about the soundtracks. Yeah. It's, you know, the soundtracks are one of the best things about Twilight, in my opinion. The movies. I agree. We actually just prepared for this episode, and we were going to record tomorrow, but we had so much to say that we just wanted to do it right away, so this is super impromptu. I was standing in the living room, and I said, oh, I just want to talk about it right now, and then Mel said, want to just record? So, (laughs) we're doing it. We had some trouble with our mics. Mm Mm-hmm. So that kind of slowed down our momentum. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost, it's 9.45, but honestly, it's not too late. We're roommates. It's a school night. It is a school night. For all you kids still in school. Yeah. I still use the term school night. <laughs> it's work night. Yeah. Do people say that? I guess so. I think they just say week Weekday. night. Oh, week night. Yeah. yeah. It's rough. <laughs> it's rough. Yeah. It really is, but hopefully this podcast can get you guys through the week. Mm-hmm. I know this soundtrack got me through. I Looking back, the so we're covering the Breaking Down Part 1 soundtrack today. Did you already say that? I think no. So. Oh, okay. Well, I was getting to it. Yeah. <laughs> and I, said, I said Breaking Dawn. I yes. said soundtracks. I didn't part say one. Breaking Dawn soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, you didn't say Part 1 soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, Breaking Dawn Part 1. So this soundtrack, I specifically remember I was a sophomore in high school. And at that time, we weren't really allowed to use like our iPods in school. But the only class I could use it for was in my art class. It was like a figure drawing class. We just drew people. Mm -hmm. And I remember every single class I would listen to the soundtrack. Really? So it just like brings me back to my desk where I was sitting, the things I was drawing, 
Usually they were myself. (laughs) Self-portraits. I had the CD. I still have all the CDs. But, mm, I don't know. I remember listening to it in my room a lot. But I don't have that many memories tied to it. Mm -hmm. To be honest. Yeah. Mine's pretty much exclusively that art class. (laughs) (laughs) I have some more for the part two soundtrack. But can't talk about it. Can't talk about it. Um, I was getting them confused a bit. Yeah. I was expecting some songs. And honestly, there's some songs in this that I completely have no memory of. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> like, what? Is this even Me in too. the movie? I know. It's bizarre. I felt bad for some of these bands because their songs were in it for probably three seconds. Three seconds. I honestly yeah. don't know when they take place in the movie. And I was, guys, I'm a fake fan. I was trying to look it up and find it. And I, I found, couldn't. I found them all. Okay, you did. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, you did. You did. Switch yeah, I found some kind person out there had like a web page for oh, it. Oh, thank God. So this soundtrack was put together by the same woman who did all the other soundtracks, Alexandra Petsavas. She's awesome. However, this soundtrack is quite different from the other ones. Yeah. Sonically. Yeah. Um, the vibe the is vibe. a bit different. So it's interesting that it's the same woman, you know. I mean, some of it's still there, like the taste, but would you agree that it's different? I think it's a bit more all over the place. It yeah, doesn't yeah, really yeah. flow together. It's not one vibe altogether. Yeah. And maybe that's because that's what the movie is. I mean, the score of this is love, death, birth. There's mm-hmm. so many different things going on that you can't have one mood for one movie. Deep mouth. Yeah, it's not as cohesive. Like, if this was a playlist or... I don't know. There's really no mood that makes sense for the whole thing, yeah. like you said. Mm-hmm. This got slightly not as great reviews as the other soundtracks I was yeah. reading. I mm-hmm. didn't really write anything down, but mm-hmm. what did you see? I saw... I don't know. I mean, I think Entertainment Weekly gave it a B, which is pretty good, but then the guy who wrote the review said something about it just not being as great. I, I don't remember any exact quotes, yeah. but a few other magazines or whatever just didn't think it was as strong, or some of them were really knocking the weepy ballads or whatever. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I think the big takeaway from this soundtrack is that the singles off of it are way more well-known, mm-hmm. which would be It Will Rain in a Thousand Years. Those, I think, a lot of people don't even realize that they're songs from the Twilight series. Yeah. And they were, like, top 100 hits, whereas I don't know if many of the other songs off the soundtracks were. I was going to save this to say till the end, but the soundtrack is crazy. Like, mm-hmm. it has some huge names, like... Bruno Mars on it and Christina Perry. I mean, Christina Perry had some hit songs. She's kind of like yeah. faded recently, but um, had really mainstream acts. And then some completely like, unknown. The other bands, some of them are so unknown that like they don't even have a website. <laughs> no, they, they yeah. have like Facebook pages with like maybe ten thousand likes. Yeah, like so unknown or less. Yeah. yeah. Um. This one of the bands that we'll get to, Cider Nights, I think. Yeah, it's not even a real band. Cider Sky. They just had <laughs> their pictures looked like they were made on that photo editing thing, Picnic or mm-hmm. something. Yeah. And they had like nothing online. It's just so crazy. Like, how did they get on this soundtrack? 
it's such a mixed bag. Mm-hmm. And my feelings about this song are such a mixed bag. Like I'm, I'm just throwing out C minuses and A pluses. Ah! But I think it's interesting because this soundtrack doesn't have anybody like Death Cab for Cutie or Muse, where it's like a pretty popular alternative band. Like they're not in the top forty or anything, but they're pretty high up for alternative. You know what I mean? This soundtrack doesn't have bands like that. Yeah, they're I... either really mainstream or complete nobody not that it matters yeah. but well there is definitely a step above a step below muse and death cab yeah. for cutie but i think angus and julia stone are a little bit more well known yeah that's true and i mean first song is joy formidable they're pretty well known too sort of not crazy but i i do know some other songs by that band I just thought it was funny. I read, and maybe you did too, because it's literally in the Wikipedia, but that the band Evanescence wanted oh, to be I read in that the too. soundtrack. That's sad. And didn't get on the soundtrack. I think they would have fit better in the first one. Yeah. This would have been too late, but maybe that would have changed the vibe. Maybe. Maybe they could have tried to make something a little bit more up to date. Yeah. Or yeah. Softer or something. That would have been funny. That's sad they didn't make it. I know. It. It's sad Come that on. they wanted to. They let some people in who it's like, did you need to? Like, yeah. <laughs> you so could have filled a spot with a bigger fan base. There was like a good paragraph on the Wikipedia. Yeah, I that. saw that. That sucks. <laughs> I think they could slide in. They could definitely fit. I know. Weird choice, but maybe they didn't have any good songs. Maybe. Maybe it didn't make sense. It just didn't work. Yeah. Maybe they asked for too much. You know, we don't know. We we weren't there. Yeah. We weren't in the room. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So the first song is End Tapes by The Joy Formidable. Yes. And this is a Welsh alternative rock band. Yes. And that's all I have. This song plays during the credits. It's the first credit song. First credit, yep. Yeah, it's right as the movie ends, we get into this. And it's upbeat. I feel like it like really makes you feel happy and excited yeah. as you're leaving the theater. Yeah, it does. Which is a good trick because it makes you feel like you had a good time. We talked about this song when we were reviewing the movie about how sort of bizarre it is. As the credit song with the color scheme of the titles and stuff. And yeah. Right after the eyes yeah. and stuff. But it's kind of, it's cool, the placement of it. And it's a pretty big deal they got the first credit song because, like... That's the one you hear. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was analyzing the lyrics of this song and I honestly could not figure it out. I got that cello tape. It's like taping a love together, which is, like, cello tape is the British version yeah. of scotch tape, I guess. 
But the other lyrics in some of the verses, it's like hard thoughts, mosquitoes, write down my fickle hands, machine surprises meant for me, <laughs> up and out, my beacon will choke if yours is taken. I'd have four more lines, four more lines. Like, I feel like if I analyzed it so much, I could probably piece together what it means. But I didn't really like that because I, I guess maybe I'm more into like lyrics, but I don't like it when a song, the lyrics are so vague that it makes me feel like I'm dumb for not getting it. Well, to me, I don't really know about mosquitoes, blah, blah, blah. Like that might be just some story that she's telling, but it just has four more lines, four more lines, and then tape and end to a, no, tape and end to a story that is ending. I thought it was like trying to add on more time like, not wanting something to end. Yeah, and, that makes sense. Because she says four more lines, four more lines. Yeah. Like, so I don't know if that's what she means, but yeah. I related it to... I don't know if this song... This song was probably written on its own and then pitched or sent in to the movie. Like, I don't know if they wrote it for this, but I, I was just taking it as, like, not wanting the story of Bella and Edward to end and or what about, adding to, like, doing yeah. whatever you can to keep it going. I don't know. What about, like... Bella's life yeah yeah like turning her into a vampire yeah so that it won't end I get it I it doesn't matter too much to me that those lyrics make sense to the story or whatever especially this type of song but yeah for me I feel like I can piece together the meaning but the lyrics feel like just words that you're saying like especially the mosquito part I'm like what what is this I don't know I but I like the mood it evokes even though it is a little bit yeah jarring you don't expect such a happy vibe after what you just experienced yeah <laughs> I have a quote from the singer Ritzy Bryan she said They've always had great artists before, and their soundtracks are always very, very strong, and they support new bands as well. We'll wait to see if the guys, she means the band, the guys in the band, get a huge female admiring from this. <laughs> I so. wonder if they did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I have some other songs by this band, but right now I can't remember what they are. But Yeah. What do you grade it? I actually, I really, really, really enjoy this song. Like, I listen to it on its own. Mm-hmm. I think it's just a strong indie rock song. I gave it an A. Wow, certain mm-hmm. strong. Mm-hmm. I gave it a B B minus. <gasps> Starting a little bit mediocre, oh my but God. I'm judging it off of other songs in the series, and mm-hmm. um, I don't know. It, it it I like it, but it doesn't do that much for me. Mm. To me, I think it's one of the strongest ones on the soundtrack, mm-hmm. but. Just my opinion. Yeah, it'd be boring if we agreed. <laughs> <laughs> I made sure to write down all of my grades before so I wouldn't be influenced by any opinions. Because oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I typically, when someone gives their opinion, I'm like, okay, you know what? Yeah, changing my mind. <laughs> I know. You were doing that with like the New Moon soundtrack, I think. I, I do like, it Stop all the time. It. <laughs> yeah, so I'm standing strong in my beliefs. Okay. Me too. I think this is an A song. I think it's amazing. <laughs> okay. The next one is Love Will Take You by Angus and Julia Stone. Yes.
Me too. What the heck? I wrote that in my notebook. It was killing me. When does it play? Guys, when you hear this song, do you remember? Because it, it's so obscure. I was having deja vu. I'm like, I can picture it, but I have no <laughs> idea what scene. I know, but I can't even picture it. Apparently, it's during the wedding reception when Carmen and Elisa are like introduced Belle and Edward to Tanya, Kate, and Irina. Nope. Not what I was thinking. I thought it was like sometime during the honeymoon. It must be so quiet, quiet. in the background or something because yeah. I don't remember that at all. I, I, I need to watch that scene later because yeah. I almost don't believe it. But Yeah, because isn't my love playing in the background? They only play that for one, one second. second. Yeah. They, I don't know. I feel like during the reception they have a zillion songs playing Yeah. for one second. <laughs> That's I mean, I guess, exaggeration. Makes, I guess that makes sense because it gives you the vibe of like you're at a wedding mm-hmm. and time is passing, different yeah, moments you're getting, true. so like yeah. you're not gonna have the same song. That's true, Mel. In the background. It's a good point. Angus and Julia Stone. I was really into them during this time period. Okay, I um, they're like a Australian folk brother and sister, which is kind of interesting because they have a lot of like romantic. Yeah. Songs that they sing I know together. I thought there were a couple, but then I read that they were brother and sister. Yeah. I, like, oh. I have one song. I've only found it on YouTube, but it's called The Wedding Song, and it's by them, and it's like the most romantic song ever, and I listen to it all the time. Oh, they should have put that in this movie. Yeah, but it's a little bit more human. Like, <laughs> what? Oh, okay. They talk about like making babies and stuff. Oh. I mean, technically I it works, but. That's true. That's true. <laughs> So I really dislike the horns in this song. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, it. I think I honestly always skip this song if I listen to the soundtrack, just because I hear the beginning and it turns me off. So yeah, I, skip it. I feel like that's why I thought it was a honeymoon. For some reason, <laughs> I was thinking like the boat. And yeah, I don't know a motor. I don't know. It's like, meh, it's interesting. I don't know. <laughs> it bugs me. A very light romantic song like it gives me like safe comfortable vibes when I listen to it but it's also a bit forgettable see I really like indie folk music but I don't know why this song just doesn't do much for me Mm -hmm. I find myself just feeling kind of bored yeah well it's super repetitive it just keeps repeating Um, love will take you there yeah yeah I did like the lyrics yeah, <laughs> the lyrics in this world a heart beats in my arms. Let's share the cold. Oh no! In this world a heart beats slow. In my arms let's share the cold. In my eyes you're all I've known, darling. Let's go home. Like it's, it's sweet. Cute. It's yeah. cute, but it is kind of boring. It's slow, and <laughs> they could have had a much better song. I think they're a great duo. It's yeah interesting that this is the one that they picked. 
It's interesting that it's even on the soundtrack. Like, no one yeah. can remember this. Yeah. <laughs> Why did they even have it in that scene for such a short moment? I have to rewatch it. I don't know. They could have had something that, like, stands out better. Especially for, like, such a slow song. I don't know mm-hmm. if it goes there. Maybe they wanted something that didn't stand out, though. Hmm. What do you think? Why is it that Twilight always has, like, indie folky music? Is it just the... Pacific Northwest origin because there's a lot of that there, like rock scene. Probably, and probably also because it's like a fantasy. I think it would be weird. Mm, but what does fantasy have to do with that? Well, I think it would be weird if you had like very well known music in the series. But like the folk sound specifically. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's popular there, right? feel like it is. It evokes a feeling of... Because it's, yeah, like the forest. Rugged. Yeah, country. Yeah, off the beaten path. Mm-hmm. Mm. That makes sense. Woods. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just... A, yeah, curious. good question, though. <laughs> <laughs> what did you grade this song? I gave it a C. Wow, I gave it a B, B minus. So same as the one before. B, B minus. I probably would give it, I would lean closer to B minus with this one and lean closer to B with the one before, but I couldn't really Stay decide. I love, I love the sound of Julia, the girl's voice. Yeah, they do have good voices. Like a baby-like voice. <laughs> baby-like? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, Track three. It Will Rain. By Bruno Mars. Crazy. popular song that has come off of the twilight soundtrack yes and if anyone's wondering it's key of d major with 72 beats per <laughs> <minute>. <laughs> yeah i was wondering actually <laughs> this was the lead single for the movie i think a lot of people as you said don't know that this is from breaking dawn yeah exclusively yeah even though the music video i think has clips from breaking dawn yeah soundtrack music videos do i always yeah. hate that it's so stupid I hate it too. there's probably they don't need to do that yeah there's probably a real version without breaking dawn but it's always so stupid when you love a song <laughs> and then you're like wait a minute <laughs> i know there was some song that i liked i don't remember it now but it was like in pretty little liars which i didn't watch oh, i was yeah, watching yeah. the music video and then I just saw clips of Pretty Little Liars. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, PLL had some pretty good music. Yeah. So this song plays 
briefly is Edward and Bella are sent off from their wedding reception, walking towards uh, the car. I thought this was a credit song. And it's the oh, third okay. credit song. Okay. It, I think it plays very, very, very briefly. Wow. For maybe two seconds when they're walking to the <laughs> they, car. They really try to squeeze songs on this. <laughs> Alright, uh, put it's it in weird. now. We told Bruno it would be in the movie. <laughs> yeah, like, oh shit. Okay, this is actually so sad. Uh, I read a quote from Bruno Mars and he said that he was, like, excited to be in the movie and he said, as long as it's not after the credits, I hope it's a good scene. Yes, that's why they put it in. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, oh, he said song. he doesn't want a credit song. Why did they do throw that it to in. him? I, you can't even hear it in the movie. I, I don't think he would even notice his own song was in that scene. It's incredible that this is the biggest song and it's the third, third. credit song. Yeah. Like, it really has nothing to do with Breaking Dawn. I could see them making it a second one. It could have been the second credit song. No, it's the third. That, what's, the, what's the second one? The second one is I Didn't Mean It by Belle Brigade. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Which yeah, weird. this one could have been the second one. Should have been. Honestly, as I was listening to it, I feel like this is kind of the song that for me symbolizes the series and the studio's descent into the mainstream, like, or just fully embracing it and Twilight becoming, (laughs) it's like they're surrendering to it and it's just another piece of the series becoming what other people think of it as is just like, you know, commercial commercial franchise. Yeah. This song really doesn't really connect to the series at all. Bruno Mars says that he watched the series and felt inspired by it. No, I read that he wrote, had already written it. Oh, had he? Yeah. Oh. That he read, had already written like half of it and then got the call from Alex Pitsavas and then I think like finished it. But okay. I think he had already basically written okay, it. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, because the voice of the protagonist or the, yeah, the like, narrator singing, it does not sound like any character in the series. Like, if it's supposed to be Edward, it's like, I'll never be your mother's favorite. I know. Your daddy can't even look me in the eye. If I was in their shoes, I'd be doing the same thing, saying, there goes my little girl walking with that troublesome guy. Yeah, but that's not his voice. Like, he wouldn't think of it like that. Yeah. You know, your daddy's favorite? That sounds so weird. It sounds like it's Edward's perspective, but I always thought it was more of a Jacob song at the chorus. Yeah, but it's why would you have a Jacob song in this movie? I know. <laughs> I, you know, I, we're past Jacob songs. I, know. I always wrongfully remembered this song as playing when Bella's dancing with Jacob, but yeah. that's not even playing when that happens, but I always think that it is for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> the lyrics in general feel kind of generic and cheesy and, like, dramatic. <laughs> But, roasted but i will say i like this song i like we were it's just listening catchy. to it it's catchy and like i feel like i can get really into it especially if you yeah. came on on a bar yeah he would be singing it if you walk away every day well, rain, we used to always stretch this rain, song rain. in dance class oh really yeah brings me back i makes I, me think of puddles on the street yeah, that makes sense. Rain. That was not worth saying out loud. It <laughs> I feel like it just doesn't fit with the series. Why did Alex... I mean, I like Bruno Mars fine enough, but, like, why did Alex Pizzavas even call him? It just doesn't fit. I think they... It's random. I think he was... I mean, he's still a big star, but just such a big name at the time. 
money. And money. It all, I think, because this song was used to promote this movie. Right. And the fact that it was such a hit means a lot of people probably listened or bought it mm-hmm. on iTunes. Yeah. Benefits the movie. Yeah. <gasps> that's like, that's what oh I don't God. like. Like, that's why it was chosen. Sellouts. Yeah. No. Yeah, this song to me symbolizes selling out. It is it is so odd how they have some songs that are kind of sellouts, and then they have the totally unknown little yeah. indie bands. Yeah. They're like, okay, we're still cool. Yeah, we're still cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, probably because I can't afford to pay. They probably paid Bruno Mars so much. That's why they have these, to like, be in Facebook it. bands. So they, yeah, they have to have people who are just desperate for the exposure. <laughs> Probably all the budget probably went to Bruno Mars. Yeah, you're so right. <laughs> probably made millions of dollars for this. Probably. I don't really know how that works, but Yeah. Anyway, what did you give this song? I even though I do like it, I think it's catchy in its own right. And I do like Bernie Mars. Bruno Mars. Bernie Mars. Bernie. <laughs> I gave it a C plus. Cool. I gave it a B minus. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like that was what, generous. Yeah. I don't like what it symbolizes. What does it symbolize to you? Oh, just the selling out. Selling out, okay. money, mm-hmm. you know, losing its um cohesiveness, losing mm-hmm. its it loses who it's who it is, you know. On its own, like if we looked at it outside of the context of Twilight, it is a good pop song, but it's still not Oh my god. No, I no. I definitely It's kind of forgettable. I, prefer so many other Bruno Mars' songs. Yeah. It's no Uptown Funk. Bruno Mars has gotten much more, like, cool in the past few years. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. More, like, confident. Yeah. Just to be more weepy. Yeah, like, Just the Way You Are, yeah. Grenade. Yeah. I was like, yeah, it's a good pop song. People yeah. liked it. But Uptown Funk, 24 Karat, yeah. mm-hmm. those songs are, like, he's cool. Yeah. <laughs> he's cool. <laughs> it's confident. Yeah. Okay. Track four is Turning Page by Sleeping At Last. Yes.
first note makes me cry. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I love this song so much. Me too. <laughs> this song feels perfect for the story, perfect for the scene. It was such the right choice. And I love... Which scene are you talking about? This um, honeymoon sex scene. And it plays at the wedding too. Oh, it does? When she walks down oh, the yeah. aisle. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I like that consistency. Mm-hmm. Isn't that nice? Yeah, that really ties it together. Because mm-hmm. it's like them just becoming united and it feels so, like such a relief but so exciting at the same time of like you found the person that you're supposed to be with. It's so beautiful. And even just the quality of his voice. Oh. Something about it sounds... It's so unique. So, like, earnest and yearning. Yeah. And I don't know. His voice is so beautiful. His name mm-hmm. is Ryan O'Neill. And I love Sleeping At Last. Like, it's listed as a music project on Wikipedia. Because it's like one guy. It's one guy, yeah. yeah but From he... in Illinois. Oh, shout out, Illinois. Shout out. He has a lot of like EPs or albums that are like all covers. And yeah. I love the arrangements that he does, especially to like a lot of just like pop songs from those. the 80s. Yeah. And he has an album called Enneagram, which if... Do you know that? It's like the personality types. I'm, oh, I'm wicked yeah. into the Myers-Briggs personality I know types. That. But he has one called Enneagram, and it, he has a song for every type. <gasps> I should listen to that. Yeah. I probably have heard some songs, mm-hmm. but he's always on Grey's Anatomy, which makes me think yeah. that he has like a strong relationship with Alexander. Apparently he was on like the OC and Gossip Girl too, so yeah, yeah he must just be in contact with yeah. Alex Pitsavas. His songs really, like, make a scene what they are. Mm-hmm. They have that, like, emotional impact that you want. The lyrics of this song are just really cute, too. Mm-hmm. I like how it focuses on all the small sensory details, which would be the things that Edward is really absorbing all the time about yeah. Bella, like the warmth within her touch, um, how you smile when you blush, yeah, or curl how you curl lips. your lip when you concentrate <laughs> enough. <laughs> It's, it feels so perfectly in Edward's voice as yeah. opposed to like the It Will Rain song. That's true. Like it just fits perfectly. And then even the title, Turning Page, it's like yeah. you're my turning page. Like this is how the story keeps going on. Like the literal story it's of perfect. Twilight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. I would have known what I was living for. Yeah. So oh. Edward. It's so, yeah, and, like, I've waited a hundred years. Yeah. I'd wait a hundred more. It's so literal, but so romantic. And if someone ever sang something like this about me, like, I would feel so seen. Like, yeah, yeah, I would have known what it was to be yours or something. It's so beautiful. Sleeping at last. Yeah, this one. Yeah, this is a a home run. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, like, pure joy. Like, this is... Yeah. This song is the epitome of, like, what everyone wants to find in life, I think. Yeah. It's a good song to listen to just kind of lying down, like, with headphones. Because, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's... I, I like the part when the guitar starts playing, or maybe it's the bass, I'm not sure, but it's really quiet, but I don't know when yeah. it starts. I'm like, ooh, and then there's, like, little strings, like, vibrato in the background, and it's yeah. just a beautiful song. It's so tender and sweet. I gave it an A+. Plus. I gave it an A for some reason, but I feel like I meant A+. Plus. Yeah, this <laughs> might be my favorite on the album. I think it might be the song of the album for me. 
Yeah, I, to me this, I agree, and I wish that this song was known more. Yeah. And even, even Flightless Bird, you know, I feel like it gets overlooked as like the Twilight song. You know? Flightless Bird? Yeah. Yeah. It's all eclipsed by <laughs> a thousand years. Yeah. Which is funny because we have this song, it's like, I've waited for you for a hundred years. And then we have another song that's like, I've waited a thousand years. Yeah. It's like, okay, like, I feel like this point is a little bit overdone now. Yeah. <laughs> like, we get it. They have lived a long time. We get it. We get it. <laughs> <laughs> and tech, Turning Page actually got the number right, so. Yeah, exactly. It's historically accurate. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the next tune is From Now On by The Features. <laughs> Yeah, I like this song too. <laughs> this song is so perfect. So this plays on their honeymoon when you have the montage of all the fun activities that mm-hmm. they're doing together. Mm-hmm. They're playing chess. Bella's trying to seduce Edward in her lingerie. They're swimming. Yep. They jump in the water, which we, Mel hates. The jump, the animation is bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, and I love, I don't know, when I hear this song, I always remember the part where the camera's just kind of going up the mountain, this like jungle yeah. mountain, and the pacing of it is just really fun and fast. Yeah. Oh gosh. Seeing this montage in the theater for the first time was so exciting because we yeah. haven't really seen something so fun in the series yet, and yeah. it was like... It was a little bit overwhelming, like, when Bella is in her lingerie, like, yeah, it is to Edward, and then you see him smile and laugh and roll over, I remember yeah. we were like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, like, I, yeah, and this song just makes it really fun and exciting, yeah, like, with so it. happy, yeah, yeah, this band got quite a long feature in the movie. Yeah, exactly. Compared to the rest of them, (laughs) of course. This might be the longest. Probably like a whole minute or something or more. Yeah. I don't know. I looked up this band. So I've always really, really enjoyed this song, but I never knew who the features were. And I think just like a couple days ago, I was looking them up. I guess they're from Sparta, Tennessee, and opened for Manchester Orchestra in 2010. Oh, wow. So, like, they were pretty small around this time. I mean, they were good, doing well. They opened for Manchester Orchestra. But, um, but I listened to some of their other music, and I just got to just gotta plug for them. They have this song called The Idea of Growing Old. Oh, it's, I feel like I would like that. <laughs> I love it. I'm, like, addicted to this song. I'll listen. It's so good. Yeah, it's... So, I like this band. I'm just getting mm-hmm. to know them, but could be one of my faves. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I really like his voice, and 
this scene needed a song like this, you know. Mm. I think it fits really well and it could have it fits with the other soundtracks too, I think. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And like the lyrics are kind of like about being in a dream. Yeah. Just everything is happy. But then it's repeating, like, only a dream, only a dream. And I feel like that's a bit, like, it's so happy, but it's a bit foreshadowing, too, that, like, this happiness feeling that you're feeling in the beginning of the story, it's not going to last. Yeah. But I also think it's kind of about, like, marriage in a Mm -hmm. way. I don't know about marriage or just a relationship, but at least kind of a forever relationship. It's, like, from now on, from now on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You and me. Yeah. Perfect for this honeymoon. Which makes it really exciting, you know? Yeah. Some people see marriage not as an exciting thing. I don't know why, but... Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, well I guess, I get like, why. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, with one person forever, but this song makes it really appealing and cute. And, yeah, I yeah. agree. Mm-hmm. I gave it an A-. minus. I gave it an A+. <laughs> wow! So you graded this one higher than Turning Page. Yeah. Wow, so this is your song with a soundtrack. <laughs> it might be technically like my favorite but i don't think it's like the song of the soundtrack still because Mm -hmm. i don't think it like represents breaking dawn or twilight like you know what i mean i don't think that you hear this song and you're like oh my god this encompasses the story but i just as a song love it and i thought it did a great job in the scene but i wouldn't say i don't think it's more important than turning page yeah if that makes any sense that makes sense i get it (laughs) well the next song is pretty big it's a thousand years by christina perry yep here it is also symbolized twilight's descent into the just full-on mainstream Mm -hmm. i thought the song was kind of generic and sort of forced upon us as the twilight song but it wasn't the most meaningful to me yeah it's has a glossy vibe if that makes sense yeah sort of like how the breaking dawns do it's it feels a little bit superficial yeah i don't know it just feels a little too perfect or something yeah. if that makes sense it's, yeah. it's a little bland to me the guitar and the voice and yeah the lyrics apparently christina perry was a huge twilight song so i think this twilight might fan. yeah twilight. <laughs> twilight song. she's a huge fan and i 
want to say I didn't just read this, but I think that she reached out to be on the soundtrack. I think she like wrote this. That might be wrong, but I I think she really wanted to be a part of it. It's possible. This is the credit song. One Mm -hmm. of them. Yeah. Third credit song. Yeah. And I was wondering, like, how did this become the, quote, Twilight song, if it's a credit song? But I have to remember, it's in part two yeah, also. Yeah, so. in this scene. In 2017, it was listed as the eighth most popular wedding song for couples. Yeah, I could see that. In 2018, it was the sixth most popular wedding song. Whoa. And in 2019, it was the third most popular wedding up. song so it's going up so this year it might be the most <laughs> popular wedding song that's funny isn't like it years it's after the movie probably because it's like oh it's less common now or yeah maybe twilight fans are getting married that's true <laughs> yeah it's i think that's kind of funny um again i feel like a lot of people don't even realize that it is a twilight song mm-hmm. even though it's the twilight song mm-hmm. i remember okay a lot of people love this song i just mm-hmm. gotta say and when we went to the festival, uh, yeah. you know, this was the song everyone sang at the end. It's like a tradition. Yeah. Everyone sways. <laughs> everyone literally sang <laughs> it aloud it. and swayed back and forth, yeah. arm in arm. It was yeah. so beautiful. It was. However, I'm not the huge... I'm not... I'm. It's not that I dislike it. I, I like it fine enough, but I just don't love it, I think, as much as other Twilight fans. But I just want to say that back in high school... This was for part two, um, and so I shouldn't be talking about this probably, but it was on the radio, and part two had just come out, and I remember I was in the car with my friends, driving around Drumhill, shout out Chelmsford, and I literally cried. (laughs) Yeah, my friends were like, I was in the backseat, and my friends were like, Kelly's crying, Kelly's crying, (laughs) but I was just so emotional. That's so cute. I just, you know, the movie had just come out. I can it see it. It was ending, and yeah. I just, I was overwhelmed, so I me to tears. I used to feel the same way. I thought it was kind of bland, especially, uh-huh. like, thinking, like, oh, you know, they could have had a more meaningful song. Mm-hmm. I don't like it as much as Turning Page or Flight Lights Bird. Yeah. But when we went to the festival and everyone was in unison, it was yeah. so beautiful of, like, we all love this thing. This yeah. thing that, like, we get made fun of or people yeah. look down upon in our real lives we're all here embracing it. Mm-hmm. We're all like sharing in this passion in a way I never thought was possible. I had no idea the yeah. festival existed. I know. And it was like my whole adolescence like led up to that moment and it was like a finale <laughs> or something. Yeah. It was so beautiful that when I hear this song, I can't help but think of that moment. And me too. It makes me so happy. And so like after the festival, I just listened to this on repeat nonstop. <laughs> Thousand years. I have to say, so, I do like it now. I love it. Yeah. But I gave it a B plus. Yeah, I it's gave it pretty a, good. I gave it a B minus. Wow. Harsh. That is harsh. I wasn't expecting that actually. It really? made it brought you to tears, and I you said, gave it a. In high school, it brought me to tears. Yeah. Yeah, but. Okay, are you gonna? St- no, it's fine. Gonna no, be manipulated by you? no, 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 no. We are standing strong in our opinions. Well, I know now that we talk about it, I'm like, no, that is honestly how I feel. Yeah, I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> how do you guys feel? I feel like this is a fan favorite for yeah. sure. Please don't send me hate mail. I honestly, I had B plus slash A minus. I was on mm-hmm. the line because 
It actually means so much to me because it's so mm-hmm. attached to that memory. I don't know why I have trouble connecting to it. Maybe it's because it's become a wedding song or something. I just, I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it, I don't know. Like, it doesn't feel specific enough. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It'd be like All of Me by John Legend or something. It's like, yeah. It's a beautiful song, but it's everybody's song. Yeah. Okay. Next song is Neighbors by Theophilus London. Yeah. Let me say that. Never. Uh, I think you said it, right? Okay. Philus? <laughs> yeah. Here it is. Uh. Hey, hey, what you say? Or in the damn stop me. Or just give it day. And oh, I don't live in fear. Said the neighbor that visits here. Uh, it's gonna take the stars to convince me. To be clear, or to be far when it hits me. You be here, then you be gone in the new speed. You're alone, just fill the room and it gets me. Chica, 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 I want you. But I flies, but I flies, they're gonna haunt you. In a nice way, and you have a nice day. And we both part ways, and you feel hot and safe. Expect change, and you protect brains. And you say emotions gonna be the exchange. So this guy is a Trinidad-born American rapper, as he's written on mm-hmm. um, Wikipedia. And he gave an interview with MTV, I think, where he talked about the song. And he says, so when they asked me to do it, I was very privileged and pleased. I wanted to do a super emo song and how neighbors are very important. I'm just so stoked that all these cute girls that like vampires hear my song. <laughs> I wrote this song specifically for the movie without even seeing the movie. I'm happy. <laughs> How is that possible? I'm happy. Um, I think just he's happy to be in it. I'm sure a lot of musicians and writers want to be a part of the soundtrack. I'm just happy that I got picked over all those other acts. Which is, yeah, how is that possible to write a song <laughs> specifically for something you haven't seen? And I don't really get what he means by like... Neighbors? Neighbors, how neighbors are important. <laughs> Did you think this was for the movie Neighbors? <laughs> Dude, why Neighbors? What does that have to do with People it? in that part of the country don't even have that many neighbors a lot of the time. <laughs> Is it about werewolves and vampires being neighbors? Me? They're not really- I don't think... I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. But he had at never all. seen it, so he... Why, why Neighbors? I don't know. <laughs> I liked when we were listening, you are like, uh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to this uh. song. <laughs> That's how it starts. This song's kind of like half rap. It feels yeah. so different from the rest of the series. And by the way, it plays when Jacob shows up to the reception, apparently. Okay, that kind of makes I don't, I feel like I need to rewatch this movie. Me too. I don't remember I feel like that. I thought that was like a flute playing. <laughs> <laughs> so different. A flute. <laughs> Yeah. Some type of orchestra. It is odd that there's rap in Twilight. Yeah. Like this, if you think about it, this really does not go with like the Angus and Julia Stone song. Not like, at all. this on the same well, subject? Well, I feel like the bridge kind of goes. That's not really rap. I like the parts that are like, hey. Yeah. I can picture like the wolf pack like jamming out to this song. Yeah. There's a lot of like weird breath noises that are like, uh, uh. Yeah. That are funny. But how do you feel about it? I said I think it's cool that they had, that they, like, tried to go in a different direction. 
yeah. from what they've done in the past. It's cool that they tried to have a rap song in the series. Yeah. With that said, it was an attempt, and I don't think it was super <laughs> successful. It's not a memorable song for me, and I don't think it really fits with the series too much, so I gave it a C-. minus. I gave it a C. Yeah. Medium. I don't hate it, but when I listened to it, I was like, is this the right song? Like, yeah. I, I didn't remember this song <laughs> in the series at all. Why why feature it so little in the movie and yeah. then put it on the soundtrack? Like, if someone's going to listen to the soundtrack, it just... What are we supposed to take away from this? I don't know. Yeah. Like, I don't even remember it. it it's seems, just a random song. It seems so random. Some parts of it are kind of beautiful sounding, but for the most part... I don't know. I just yeah. I skip it. Me too. I skip. <laughs> I skip. There's a lot of skippers on this. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to read the lyrics, but I was getting so lost in them of like, what is the deal with this neighbors thing? I don't... what does he say about neighbors? I actually didn't write anything down. I don't. Lyrics. I didn't write anything down either because because <laughs> there's a lot of lyrics. I like the sound of it at times, but it's forgettable for me. I don't know. I had no I get what you're saying with it. the drums, but I just feel like it doesn't really fit. Yeah, I agree. Okay, the next song is I Didn't Mean It by Belle Brigade. I didn't mean it. Also in a deleted scene with the Volturi. Oh, okay. That makes sense for me. This band is another brother and sister duo. Mm. From L.A. Oh, classic. <laughs> <laughs> it, this is just first thought, reminds me of Eclipse. I thought the same thing. <laughs> I thought the exact same thing. It's such an Eclipse vibe. Yeah. I can see it playing at a Jacob part, at a Victoria part, yeah. at a Riley part. It yeah. really captures that vibe so well mm -hmm. which makes it feel a little bit out of place for the end of the credits in this yeah that's it's very this true this is a weird credit choice <laughs> apparently they didn't intend for it to be in breaking dawn really they wrote it about jealousy and a love triangle sounds like cheating kind of yeah and i was thinking i mean it doesn't have to match the movie, obviously, but it's not really relevant anymore to the story, that kind of... No, it's... A love triangle well, thing. And cheating, I mean, that's yeah. not happening, so... The artists were like, it's about jealousy, which is perfect because the whole love triangle theme. But <laughs> that is kind of over in Breaking Dawn. People the, are not paying attention. No, and the lyrics are... <laughs> Neighbors. Yeah. The, it's like they didn't do their homework, honestly. <laughs> They're like, oh, I think it's about this. <laughs> <laughs> Neighbors is way off. <laughs> That's like one time I tried to... 
One time I got an email in college from my teacher saying Mm -hmm. that my essay was a week late and I didn't even know we had an essay assigned. I didn't read the book. So she was like, you have until tomorrow to submit it. And I read like the first and last page of each chapter. And I wrote an essay that was like, each chapter starts with this kind of vibe. I didn't even know what was in the book at all. Oh my god. I got a D on it, which was actually pretty impressive. (laughs) (laughs) But my teacher was like, you missed the mark hard. I somehow ended up... Oh no. That led me into like a vicious obsession with doing well in that class when I got an A. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah, that was a really hard class. Worked out. It did. I think that motivated me. But Anyways, the lyrics are, like, literally about a protagonist accusing a lover of cheating and then expressing regret for, like, retaliating in a harsh way. hmm It's, like, ball and chain. The singing's cool. It's very rock. Mm-hmm. It's cool. I like the guitar solo that's kind of in the bridge. However, it's a little bit too one note to me. I agree. And I feel this way about some of those songs in Eclipse, too, where... I don't know. It's just... It, it does feel kind of made for a scene, and there's only, like, one vibe to it or yeah. one emotion, and I, I don't know. It just gets a little old. I think songs don't have to exactly relate to what's going on in the story. No. Especially not literally, but I think every song should be consciously considered, and there should be a reason behind it. Like, I am in the... For a soundtrack. Yeah, especially for a soundtrack. Like, I'm in the middle of watching a docuseries called Cheer on Netflix. Mm -hmm. And even the music in that, like, songs will come on, and I stop, and I'm like, wow, that was a great choice for that part. Yeah. It's like, even the music supervisor on that is, like, being very deliberate, and it's making such a difference. Mm -hmm. So it's like, a big movie like this, why did you make this the credit song? I, I, I wonder. I can't even think of a reason. I don't know, maybe it sounds villainous, kind of, but it doesn't really even fit Breaking Dawn Part 1. No. It's like, know know your story that you're (laughs) making it about. (laughs) I don't know. So we have the first credit song's end tapes, and then maybe they wanted to continue this, like, rock vibe. Yeah. So then they put this. Poor Bruno Mars is after. Yeah, Bruno Mars (laughs) should have been before. (laughs) But maybe they couldn't transition from... For some reason, they wanted end tapes really badly, but didn't think they could transition the two songs well enough. So Mm -hmm. then they put this one. But does this transition to... No, it doesn't. No. Maybe the end of the song somehow fits better. I mean, maybe this one wasn't even supposed to be the credit song, but they had it in that deleted scene and they Mm -hmm. didn't want to get rid of it. Maybe. But. Who knows? It seems like a sloppy choice, to be honest. <laughs> I gave it a C minus. I gave it a C plus. Oh, wow. I guess I, I think I was maybe going to give it something lower, and then I was thinking, I don't know, it just sounded like a song that did have a lot of elements to it, and sounds like kind of a lot of work maybe went into it, so it's a well-made song, so I gave it a C yeah. plus, but. <laughs> yeah. No, you don't have to defend it. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the next song is called Sister Rosetta 2011 version by Noisettes. She's a page animal, London by night. 
British rock band and this song it's the 2011 version because the original came off their album it was redone for the movie but honestly I listened to both versions and I couldn't really figure out what the difference was that much oh cool um, I was gonna do that but then yeah did not. there's a lot of London references here like it even says London in the beginning and then they talk yeah. about Big Ben oyster cards she says Lou right yeah I think so which is funny because this plays when Bella goes to the loo. Oh. When she needs a human moment and she's like shaving her legs. That's funny. And then says, don't be a coward. Yeah. And then Sister Rosetta, who's kind of, I feel like the inspiration for this song, she was a gospel American singer, songwriter from the 30s and 40s. And she's considered kind of a big influence for, you know, rhythm and blues and rock and roll that came after her. Mm. And I interpret the lyrics of being like, Sister Rosetta was playing the congregation, insane, drinking to the house with no name. She was a caged animal, but then London by night. Like, it's like this person who's really caged, and then her spirit, which they think they talk about, like, lets loose by night. Which, to me, is, like, perfect for this, because Bella's a virgin, and, like, her (laughs) (laughs) built-up drive is caged locked down and then she's just like letting it all out like they say something about like her frizzy hair like it's just like about like letting loose because mm. yeah by the end of the scene the song ends she's like whatever yeah i'm just going yeah. for it and the vibe yeah. totally captures that too like you just want to like shake it out yeah um and it also has like that built up tension and it does say queens of twilight yes perfect and that was in the original version too coincidence yeah I think it fits the scene really well you know it's kind of one of those songs that like from now on that drives the scene mm-hmm. energizes you but you don't really notice it that yeah. much like it but in a good way it mm-hmm. just fills the scene and it's not distracting really yeah mm-hmm. it fits the mood of like being frenzied mm-hmm. I yeah. gave it a b plus gave it a B minus. Oh, wow. I don't know why. I guess at the end of the day, I still feel like it's a little forgettable. Mm-hmm. I think we should post a list on Instagram once this episode has aired so people listen to it first. Yeah. Of just like a side-by-side comparison of our grades. Yeah, we should. see like who agrees and who doesn't. We should. Even though I don't think anything has been drastically different yet. Have we ever had one that was really different? I don't know, maybe the next one, I don't know. (laughs) Okay, Okay, the next song's Northern Lights by Cider Sky. Impossible is here. And my 
this plays when Bella and Jacob are dancing, and I wrote... What? I know, and I wrote, really? In my notes, because I don't remember that. I don't. must be so quiet. I'm, I feel like I no have, music is playing in that I part. I know. It must be so quiet. There's, the, like, little intro in the beginning of yeah. the bells or whatever. That sounds familiar, but it, I didn't think that part... <laughs> Should we watch on YouTube right now? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna after. Um, this is the band that hardly exists on the internet. Yeah. And I feel like it was only a band for two years or something. But the people behind it are at least Simon Wilcox, and mm-hmm. then the other person is Shrindrar Solanke. Um, but Simon Wilcox, he's a pretty successful Canadian songwriter, and he's really? worked with oh, yeah. some big pop names like Selena yeah. Gomez, Liam Payne, Demi Lovato, Blink-182, Britney Spears, wow. Josh Groban, Five Sauce, Nick Jonas, like, you name it. He's worked with, like, pretty much everybody, and he's Dude. been behind, like, some really, really big songs. So he is a big name, but mm. the name that he's going under here is nothing. Like, no one knows it. <laughs> I get very much Owl City vibes I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> It's not, like, quite synth pop, but yeah. it's so resonant of that time. Yeah. In a cringy way, because we're not that <laughs> removed from it yet. Yeah, we aren't. I said... I was harsh on this one. I said it sounded like it was made using free stock music <laughs> and should be on The Sims or a fake karaoke song on a TV show because they couldn't get rights to anything real. Whoa. <laughs> so this song's interesting because I feel like it sounds kind of like the kind of, a song I would enjoy. It sounds sort of close to my type of music. Sort of? And the name too, Cider Sky, Northern Lights, it sounds perfect for me. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, the little bells in the beginning turn me off too. Yeah, me too. Similar to the horns in the Angus and um, Julie Stone song, that I hear that, skip. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and there's just so much going on and it feels bland. It, the lyrics feel it all feels there's a lot going on i feel like there's not a lot well there's a like a lot that's like put over the the vocals mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it doesn't sound like you just like went in and sang this the voice is very whiny mm-hmm. to me i don't know i don't like yeah men's voices like that i mean that's just my opinion I don't know. It's just a little pathetic. Yeah, me too. I felt the <laughs> same way. I gave it a D. Well, I gave it a C. Actually, I gave it a C plus. Okay, wow. That's actually not that's your worst. High. Yeah. But I don't know why. Maybe later in the song, I, I feel like right this moment, I'm liking it less. But <laughs> it just feels so stupid. We were listening to it, like <laughs> laughing a bit. <laughs> I don't understand how this made the cut. I don't get it. Mel pointed out there's a xylophone or something going on. Yeah. I think I like the drums, the little drum beats and the synth thing going on. And I think later in the song I do kind of enjoy it. I don't like it. the synth mm. going on. I mostly just don't like the... Like the little bells yeah. and piano. I don't like that. I don't like the lyrics. I don't like the beat. I don't like the vocals. I like the beat. Why didn't you give it an F then? Um, I guess I like the celestial mm. that they're trying to connect to it, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I F F F is so harsh that I don't really want to go there with anything, <laughs> unless something was so bad. Which... So bad. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh yeah, I was looking at my Eclipse, which is in the same notebook. So. I don't think I've given anything a D on any of the other soundtracks. One for me. So this is your least favorite? My least favorite maybe in the whole series wow. so far. Wow. But I do think the ones in Breaking Dawn Part 2 could compete. I, I like this more than Neighbors. Yeah. Personally. Well, this one was more cringy for me. <laughs> okay, the next song is Flightless Bird, American Mouth. Oh, God. The wedding version oh. by Iron and Wine. I was a quick, wet boy diving too deep for coins all of your streetlight eyes wide on my plastic toys and when the cops closed the fair I cut my long baby hair stole me a dog eared map called for you Have I found you? Flyless bird, jealous weeping, lost you. cry listening to this. <laughs> We've talked before about how much we love this song. Yeah. I, mean, I want it to be my wedding song. Yeah. Would you do the original or the wedding version of it? Well, that's all I really have to talk about Is today. the difference. Because we have talked about this song for the Twilight soundtrack, you know. I really prefer the other version. Mm -hmm. I don't like this one as much. Um, I yeah. don't... So I wouldn't have this one. I don't think I... Th think in general I prefer the other one but I don't have a major preference mm -hmm. um, because I think that this one is great in the way it is for this movie mm -hmm. and I like the way they strip it back and it's the lyrics are just way more like you understand them better and it feels nostalgic and more emotional because of that like when this song comes on I can't remember if I was surprised by it or not mm -hmm. but it's so many emotions flooding through and it mm -hmm. just brings you back to that first movie and the prom scene which I feel like is the move the scene that kind of like made so many people obsessed with this love story yeah and the prom scene I love it so much and it almost feels like a version you would hear at a real wedding like if you love a yeah. song so much and, like, the artist is there singing it, it's not going to sound like the exact song. Yeah. That's, it almost feels like a really, really good cover. It has sort of, yeah, a little bit of a hotel jazz sound to it mm -hmm. or whatever once it gets going more later on. Mm -hmm. But I don't, I just don't love it as much as the original. I, I never listen to this version personally. I And I yeah. also, I love the words, but I find the words to be... A little bit obscure and like metaphorical and so I don't really need a focus on it like with 
with no instruments mm-hmm. and like just hearing him singing it. But I mean, he has a beautiful voice and yeah. Um, I sound harsh, but I'm just. Well, that's all I really think have to talk about is. If you're gonna difference. bring it during yeah. the wedding, you're gonna have to change yeah. it in some way. Yeah. And I feel like they made the right choices for what they did. Yeah, I do. I mean, it's a different movie, different soundtrack. They're not gonna have the same exact song. Yeah. So, makes sense. Yeah, but I'm just saying I would pick the original for my wedding. Oh yeah. But, but in the movie, what do you think of it? I think it works for the movie. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. This song, this to me is a Twilight song. Me too. The fact that Kristen Stewart even picked it and was, like, playing it on set. I know. I think she said that she was super emotional. Kristen, if you're listening, (laughs) we love you. (laughs) Come on the show. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) I know, that makes it special in that way. Yeah, that much more special. Do you think it would be... Would they have been able to pick a new song for the wedding that we would feel as strongly about as the prom scene? Or is that some some magic that just can't be replicated or done again? Maybe. I mean, if it's magic, we couldn't predict it. (laughs) That's true. But I... I don't know. Don't think so. I feel like it's too late. Yeah, maybe. maybe. (laughs) I mean, I think the rest of the story doesn't hold up as much the rest mm-hmm. of the movie mm-hmm. so whereas twilight everything about it is perfect in my opinion mm. so in a way is it weird for me to say that i almost feel like the prom scene is a little more emotional than the wedding i agree with that i mean it's the end and they've just been through so much and it's like <gasps> and you almost kind of feel like what's gonna, are they gonna be together i like, agree oh i don't know there's yeah. kind of this anxiety slightly to mm-hmm. it yeah, exactly. Whereas the wedding is more of a relief. Yeah. And listening to the song, like... Which is wonderful. But. Yeah. Like, Flightless Bird, the lyrics are kind of like, have I found you... Or lost you, American Mouth. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, have I found the person I'm going to be with for the rest of my life? Yeah. Or is like, I don't know, you have that anxiety of yeah. maybe that's not the case. Whereas in... This version, it feels more of a just relief, mm-hmm. happy, and, like, nostalgic. Yeah. It's, like, almost and answering. And it sounds like it, too. I yeah. Think. Just, it slowed down a little bit, I think, mm-hmm. and just the way the music sounds, it does sound more of a relief. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you're calling back to that original mm-hmm. song. It's, like, answering the song's question from the mm-hmm. first movie. It is beautiful, and I love that they included it, and I feel like because they've had this song twice that it should be the twilight song well they had not a thousand years years. twice too oh you're right oh they have it's on both soundtracks but this one is on the first one and the fourth one which Mm -hmm. it's more stretched out (laughs) whereas a thousand years is on the last two how can it be the twilight song do you remember when we were driving home from northampton and flightless bird came on and we just turned it up and felt so emotional. Yeah. Song, this song just kills me. Ugh. I literally... It's it, hard to greet it because you guys uh, know I love it. I gave it an A+. Plus. I gave it an A. Wow. Harsh. I think just because... The you like the other one, one more. Yeah. yeah. Well, makes sense. Yeah. Sorry. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> it's still amazing. It's still beautiful and great and everything, but <laughs> it's just... It's almost like a cover. I mean, it's it's by the same it guy. It feels though. like a cover. Yeah. Yeah, but I I I think I might prefer the first one, but I like both of them 
-hmm. their own respect. Mm -hmm. I respect that. <laughs> the next one, <laughs> I feel so weird right now, is Requiem on Water by Imperial Mammoth. darkest water where we can embrace the shadows on the surface the eyes that look up lifeless from our twins below and though your arms and legs are group is Leonard Jackson and Laura Jane Scott. I couldn't really find any information about them mm, online. They're from Orlando, Florida apparently. Oh, cool. And are married. Oh, that's mm -hmm. sweet. Mm -hmm. And the lyrics are kind of dark. It's like about drowning in a way. Is it? Yeah, well it's about like paddling out and then, you know, your legs are submerged and it's mm -hmm. though your legs are... Arms and legs they're yeah. drowning? I thought they were swimming. <laughs> no, you're probably right. It's I don't know. Maybe I'd have to reread the lyrics. That's what I interpreted, and I like how it was kind of mm -hmm. dark, but it was like, even though you're drowning, my love will still be there. My love will be there. Yeah. It's like dark, Why did the person so just sweet. paddle out, though, and then... Do they fall in? Do they jump in? What's going on? I... <laughs> don't know about that <laughs> i think that the lyrics are really beautiful though i mean when i listen to this song mm -hmm. i actually don't think about breaking dawn i always imagine like a really cloudy day and, yeah like, the water is almost black because it's so dark mm -hmm. and yeah paddling out and there's like mist and yeah stuff. it's so sweet and i said that the song felt kind of unassuming it's only like a two minute song and you know it's quiet and tender and soft it's cute. but the lyrics are so well written and I think it does a lot in those two minutes mm. it's like telling a full story and this plays when Bella realizes she's pregnant when they're on the island yeah that she's like <laughs> touching her stomach the thing is this song is so beautiful and I just don't I mean that scene's fine whatever but I feel like it could have played in so many scenes too yeah because I think of it as such a romantic song mm -hmm. but yeah it's playing when she's touching her stomach so I interpret it as like you know the love is about her and her like unborn child yeah. and she's really staring into the mirror and touching her flat tummy <laughs> Edward's freaking out and yeah. it's just so calm while all this chaos is going on and I feel like it could be sweet but I don't like it it's awkward to me <laughs> it's a little bit too cheesy it turns it's really it cheesy, cheesy. it's so scene. yeah but i feel like on its own you don't feel that way it's hitting us over the head with how bella's supposed to feel mm -hmm. in this part it works I, I mean it does make it emotional i i just don't it's cheesy. want it to be happening but yeah <laughs> that might be the thing but 
the part where it's though your arms and legs are under like that part which is kind of the chorus the mm -hmm. building up to that part that's when right at that part is when she's like touching her stomach and looking in the mirror mm -hmm. and it's very emotional I mean it works I think now when I watch it I'm just like oh but mm -hmm. yeah it's like I just don't like that part of the movie and mm -hmm. I think that influences my critique of the song if her stomach was sticking out more, I may feel differently. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Not about the song, just about the scene in general. I'm like, this is... I think maybe too. Because <laughs> it feels like a rehearsal. <laughs> a rehearsal. It's like, alright, we don't have the prosthetic yet, but this is what you'll do. <laughs> so I watched a video of this band at the premiere, actually. Mm -hmm. And that's really cute that they were there. And... They seemed so excited to be on the soundtrack, mm. and they didn't know what scene it was in, even at oh. the premiere. The person asked, like, oh, do you know what scene it is? And they said, That's no, exciting. we still... No, the person said, when you wrote the song, or when you got the call, did you know what song, what scene it would be in? And they said, we still don't know what scene it is. <laughs> wow. I know. I wonder if Bruno didn't know what scene it was going to be. <laughs> that makes me think he didn't. <laughs> Sitting in the theater, waiting, like, okay, at least the next credit song. <laughs> Are you kidding me? The third credit scene. <laughs> he made so much money. So this that, band though. got a pretty good scene. Um, they're still very indie though, like mm -hmm. not really online. No. I don't know if they're still a band actually, but yeah, they got a good scene for it. Well, they actually in the video said that they guessed it would be a romantic scene. Mm. That's what they thought. It's but. kind of weird they aren't given the context of what scene they'd be in. I feel like that would totally influence your songwriting. It is odd. But maybe they worry that it would be too over the head and they're picking from so many people that they can't give everyone a scene. That's true. That's true. Just kind of like give us what you got. We'll mm -hmm. figure it out. I think this is a beautiful indie folky song. Me too. But I did give it a B plus. I gave it an A minus. I mean, sorry, B minus. For some reason. A minus. A minus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. so that's pretty significant. I'm a whole letter grade below you. Mm. Yeah, I really enjoy this song. I'm not even sure why I gave it an A minus. It I is. Like I could have given it an A, but maybe it's just, just doesn't quite grab me. I don't know. I think it's really beautiful, but it is, like, very unassuming. It's, like, mm -hmm. not that memorable. Yeah. But when you really listen and dissect it, it's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. But I just hate that scene. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All so right. the next song is Cold by Aqualung and Lucy Schwartz. Mm. God and his priests and his kings Cool. 
this plays, this song plays for quite a long time in mm -hmm. the movie as a substantial scene. Um, Bella's in the little like hospital room they set up and killing her from the inside out. And then doesn't it start like with the giving me no choice? Is it playing there? Yeah, as he slams yeah. the door. Giving me no choice. <laughs> and then the bath is running, the Google search. Yeah. Emmett's shoes are on the ground. Yeah. I always I mean Emmett's shoes are walking across the ground. Yeah. And like you see Emmett's eyes. I always think of Emmett for some reason when I hear this song. <laughs> it's nighttime. I love yeah. this song. Me too. Right when the piano starts, I'm like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just love it. Um, I was watching an interview with Aqua Long and Lucy Shorts, and they said that they really didn't want this song to be poppy. And they wanted, cool. they were inspired by William Blake poetry, which I can kind of see because he was like from the Romantic era, and this has a lot of like old fashioned romantic feelings to it like you're talking about like god and his priests heaven yeah. and hell like there's really some religious elements there and it makes me think of things that like carlisle was thinking about yeah. and it fits for being in the cullen home and they said it was about like sacrificing for the one you love and giving up your soul sounds like it mm -hmm. did they write it for the movie yeah they wrote it specifically so i thought yeah i think that the lyrics are very fitting and i mean cold like, mm -hmm. come on, vampires. And, yeah, and they say, sing for the lion and lamb. Yeah. <laughs> and sing for the lion. That's interesting because William Blake has a poem called The Lamb, I think. Oh. It does have sort of a creepy, dark Ominous. element to yeah. it. And I feel like the man's voice is very, like, sturdy and strong. And, mm -hmm. I mean, that's just the way it is, but then her voice is kind of like haunting. Yeah. You know? I agree. Mm -hmm. And it's like slow pace, and it fits perfectly in the scene, because everyone's just kind of waiting around. Yeah, it fits really well. Yeah, especially, I just think of like Emmett's feet walking, like, I don't know, like it goes exactly yeah. to the song. <laughs> yeah, like really Christian vibes to it. I like it. It's beautiful. It's not too creepy, though. I mean, you mm -hmm. could picture it in, like, a cemetery or whatever. Or yeah. you could picture it in the woods. Or it, It's not depressing, per se. Yeah. But... I could picture it, like, in the Hunger Games, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Well, they don't really have music in the Hunger Games, but on the oh. Hunger Games soundtrack. The Hunger Games scam soundtrack yeah. that they made with songs that were not in the movie at all? Yeah. Like, what the hell is this? So stupid. Just trying to modernize. Yeah. As much as I could. I gave this an A minus. I gave an A. Wow. It's probably one of my favorite on the albums. Mm. It's one of my favorites on the album. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think this is a fan favorite too. I feel like we've seen people say this is their yeah. number one. It's just so emotional. And like, yeah. Uh, I don't know. They, just, if, they knocked it out of the park. Yeah. And if it's the vibe of the series. Mm -hmm. If it's the scene. Yeah. This the setting. The whole series. Like, it could be a new moon. Yeah. Could have been an eclipse. I think Maybe that's... Maybe Twilight, yeah. I think that speaks to a testament of why it's good to write the song for the series. Yeah. Because they really do. And I feel like they, especially the girl when I was watching the interview, because mm -hmm. the guy was saying, like, I don't know, it also kind of is about, you know, like, having sex for the first time. And she's <laughs> like, no, 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 no. That's a guy's point of view. She's like, no, this is about sacrificing your soul, like how Bella's giving up her soul. <laughs> he said that? Yeah. So I feel like she really <laughs> took into consideration. I like the way you acted that out. <laughs> it's kind of about sex for the first time. <laughs> 
It was funny. They were like, yeah, like when you write a song with someone, you think it's going to go in one direction, and then they have a totally different idea, mm-hmm. but it came together <laughs> so well. Okay. One of the last songs is La Vera by Mia Maestro. Um, in Spanish, when oh. you have a double L, it's pronounced like a Y. So you, oh, okay. It's like, you How about you say it? Yo Vera. Okay. But she kind of says it like Chauvera. Chauvera. Yo Vera by Mia Maestro. So Mia Maestro, she is actually Carmen, mm-hmm. the actress who plays her. That's um, cool. And I took Spanish, but I still had to look up the lyrics. And it actually means I basically have the whole song translated, but it's pretty short. It means, it will rain, minimum drops. No way. Yeah, it will rain from my mouth. No, no, Romeo, no. Your life was just stated already. It will rain. Water flows. It will rain from my eyes. No, no, Romeo. No. (laughs) No, don't let me see that your death was already born. Renaissance. Renaissance. (laughs) What's up with the it will rain theme in this movie? I I get it. When I realized that that was the lyric, Mm. I was like, wait a minute. This, like. Well, I guess it's rainy forks. True. Cloudy forks. That's true. But what a Shout out Cloudy forks. Cloudy forks. Love your username. (laughs) I haven't seen you in a while, Cloudy forks. Oh my god, what if Cloudy forks dropped us? Have you dropped us? Let us know. Have you changed your username? (laughs) Don't, because it's great. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe they're taking a break from social media. I totally understand. So this song plays during the beach honeymoon sex scene, under the moonlight. Mm-hmm. Remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a big part. It's interesting they had a song in Spanish because they are in Brazil, where they yeah, speak Portuguese. <laughs> Reminds me of the line in the book. I took enough Spanish for that one. Like, yeah. It's not the same language. No, and it it kind of seems like they are like, okay, maybe no one will notice that this is actually Spanish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I really love this song, and, like, I don't understand the lyrics too much. I'm not that great at Spanish, but it doesn't matter. I think the mood is so tender, it's so soft. Even knowing that it's about, like, water, and it's, like, from my mouth, from my eyes... Like, I feel like it's such a flowing feeling to it that I can, like, picture my eyes watering listening to it, and you feel like you're in the water, and it's, like, gently swaying, if that makes sense. Wow, Mel. Like, I'm in a big puddle. Because I struggle to even, like, grade or review or anything for this song. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I just, yeah. It just felt very background music to me, and... I don't know, not like a real song in a way. Oh, really? Yeah. 
No, I feel like it's this... just because it was kind of like two notes on piano and like a few words. It's and yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I also like knowing notes, but... that the lyrics, which I actually don't think that they really mm-hmm. change from Spanish to English, but no, no, Romeo, mm-hmm. no. I like how that calls back to New Moon. Yeah. And the connection to Romeo and Juliet there. Yeah. And then Renaissance. It's like it was predicting the Twilight Renaissance. 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 I think it's really beautiful for the scene, and it transitions so well into turning page. It does. You don't even really notice it transitioning. Mm -hmm. I gave it an A, honestly. I gave it a C minus. That's our biggest one. (laughs) I know. Is it because it's a different language? No, I just find it very forgettable. Interesting. Like, I literally didn't remember this was on the soundtrack, and I was kind of surprised. I, I like, huh, who would want to listen to this song? I don't know. A different experience. <laughs> I remember when I first saw the movie, I always, yeah. this is one of the ones I never skipped because it was like, really? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm someone who listens to music that people call boring, but like, this song is very boring to me. No, this song is beautiful <laughs> to me. I could float in this song. It was so. I was having like. I actually did give it a C plus and I changed it to C minus. Wow. But I can't bring it any higher. It just does not much for me. Mm -hmm. Keep saying that. I understand. Mm -hmm. Wow, vastly different opinions. I will be (laughs) interested to see who agrees with what. Let Mm -hmm. us know. We'll fight this one out. Um, You're gonna fight for this song? <laughs> I feel like it's just not much. I don't know. I will. I love it. No, I think again, it's this song is so like a unassuming. Piano. I don't know. It's, I, I it's love fine it. Fine. If it was like a score, it reminds me of a score, basically. No. That's how I feel about it. I love the sound of scores are fine. The voice, but like it's just a score to me. No, but I feel like you, you know, it doesn't have to be, like, a big song. And for this moment... No, it doesn't, but... She's walking out into the moon. As a song... It's so I gentle. I don't think it's that great. If it's a movie, because it's, like, a score. Yeah. Yeah, I still... <laughs> I'm not changing my opinion. I, I'm not trying to change it. It's an A for me. <laughs> and I think that's really... That's one bit of cohesiveness that it will rain appears twice. Mm-hmm. Okay, then we have Love, Death, Birth by Carter Burwell. An actual score. This is hard to critique because it's so different throughout the 
whole movie. There's I, parts I like and parts I don't like. Yeah, I find it pretty distinct. Like, I think a Me score too. is good if you can remember it <laughs> on Me its too. own or whatever, but uh, I don't know. I find some parts of it a little annoying and almost cringeworthy. I agree. The Jacob <laughs> parts in the beginning are so dramatic. And then the parts, the death parts, mm -hmm. when, like, her body's being sewn up, mm -hmm. I don't really like. I do like the parts where we're borrowing from the Twilight score. Yeah. And we see, like, a young Charlie and Renee. Yes, yes, And, like, yes. that was good CGI. I don't like the very, very beginning with the little, like, bells or chimes. And it's like, doo -doo, Oh, yeah. Doo -doo. I don't know. I don't, I don't like that. And when it's, like, very flowy and dreamlike. Um, I also think a score automatically evokes the feeling of the movie for you. When you hear it, you are just yeah reminded of the movie. And because this movie was disappointing for me, when I hear the score, I'm like, mm. Yeah. But regardless, I gave it a B. Like, it's not great. It's not bad. Just Yeah. I know, some parts of it do remind me of Twilight, like the I Know What You Are song mm -hmm. or whatever during the intense parts. Yeah. But it's just not as strong to me as the other ones. Mm-hmm. But if I'm looking at it individually, hmm, I don't know. I gave it a B minus. Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. I won't fight you on that. <laughs> I can't even remember what I gave the other scores, but Twilight I probably gave an A, of course. Yeah. It's my I actually just looked and I think I gave Jacob's theme, which is in Eclipse. I gave that, I gave that an A. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't remember what I gave it. <laughs> it's a, that's probably the most average grade that I've given so far. Mm -hmm. I didn't review or grade the bonus tracks. I just listened to, I never, because I have the CD and those don't have the bonus tracks on them, but I just listened to it. It's called Like a Drug by Hard Fi. Which I, I literally have never listened to besides the scene in the movie until today. It's when Mike and Eric are dancing <laughs> at the wedding. And I do I do remember that in the movie, like that song playing. And yeah, All right. I guess I'll play it. There it is. There you go. Cause I can't go back My life in a plastic sack Temperatures falling Like a drug is something Too. Yeah, it's hard to grade it because it's just a party song. Just a party song. It's just placed to just be a party song. I wonder how they found it. Yeah, it's I know. Kind of a stupid party song, but that fits for like the stupid humans in the <laughs> world. Dumb humans. Yeah. Look at them, Dumb high schoolers. Yeah. Yeah. There's like laser beams at one point. <laughs> I don't know what to give it. For some reason, I wrote down B plus. I feel like I can't grade it in the same category, just like yeah. how I can't grade like those like Italian songs. Oh yeah. In Twilight. It's just a bonus. Yeah. You know? What do you guys think of it? I saw that Eclipse 
um, Metric was a bonus song as well. What? The instrumental version. Oh. I don't know why. I don't know when that plays. I'm all yours. Mm -hmm. And also a turn. Maybe at the wedding. Maybe. Or maybe like fans were just like, we need an instrumental version. <laughs> and then also a turning page and instrumental version mm -hmm. is bonus track as well. Mm. Not as exciting. Like I wouldn't go out of my way to buy the bonus deluxe album for this. Mm -hmm. um, whereas yeah. I wish I, I don't think I own it, but the Twilight one has let me sign. Oh, the Twilight bonus songs are great. Yeah. Let me sign. So how would you rank this album with the other albums? I can't the remember. The weakest of them all Me so too. Far. Me too. Sorry. Which is crazy because there are some really strong ones. Yeah. Turning Page. There are some really good Cold. Songs. From now on. Yeah. And of course, Flatless Bird. Mm-hmm. And Tapes. Remember I was really into that one? Yeah. But there are some <laughs> weak ones. Some, some really highs and lows. Really weeks. Neighbors. <laughs> um, I didn't mean it. Northern Lights. Northern Lights. Uh, Yovera for you, but I, <laughs> that's one of my strongest ones. I think that makes it interesting that we had some very... Yeah. <laughs> at the end there, I thought I was worried it was too similar. <laughs> what would you mm. give this whole album as a grade? A B minus. I guess I would too. I wrote C plus slash B minus. I mean, I'd have to count up all the I individual grades. I feel like I want to give it a C plus, but when I counted it up, it technically should be higher. Mm. So I kind of have to give it a B minus, if I'm being honest. But, yeah. But I feel like it should be a C plus. I feel like teachers do that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you have a real average, but then they're like, mm. I feel like you are a C student. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm curious to what people might think. Like, are there some songs that you love that we didn't really like? Mm -hmm. And I'm sure everybody has reasons that they can articulate better than we can. Mm -hmm. So we don't really... Even though I love music, I don't really know how to talk about it that well. Yeah, me too. I don't have, like... Especially... It's hard with, like, Twilight. Th that whole component about mm -hmm. being in the movie with the books and everything. It's like, how are we supposed to be looking at this yeah how are we judging it are we judging yeah. it like on its own or as a part of the soundtrack for mm -hmm. me i think it's more as a part of the soundtrack because we're yeah reviewing the soundtrack i kind of do half and half it's like if this if i think this song is just awesome mm -hmm. kind of like from now on like i just love that song and it doesn't really like no but that goes well in the yeah, scene it goes too well in the scene. that's true whereas it will rain the lyrics are like romantic yeah okay that's not a good example it Will Rain is a good example where it's like, I don't, I like the song on its own, but I don't like its place as a part of the Twilight soundtrack, so I gave it a lower grade than I would maybe if I listened to it mm -hmm. in the radio, like on the radio. Yeah, I think this is the fourth best. Yeah, I would rank it. worst, technically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would rank it as New Moon, Twilight, Eclipse, Breaking Down Part 1 so far. Me too, I think. We'll have to refresh. But it's hard. Oh, we've already talked about this. Twilight, New Moon. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I think I have some more A's on this one than I did in Eclipse. But overall, there's some ones that really mm -hmm. bring the score down. Like A's, C's. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like this one, I literally D. gave a D. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think I did that for any of the other ones. I'm excited for part two. Me too. Oh, yeah.
Oh man. Oh yeah, and one of our listeners suggested because we've just talked about music before making a playlist. Maybe we would call it another by Twilight, or I don't know, or we would call it Twilight. Yeah. Forever or Twilight Now, or I don't know. Basically, just songs that we think would go in Twilight. Oh really? I thought it was just songs we liked. I think you're supposed to be like continuing yeah like twilight vibes type of songs yeah Mm -hmm. i'm done with that i feel like i already have a list Mm -hmm. i do we should do that i think that's it for today's episode i guess so do you have any news Mm, nothing we can share really yet i think (laughs) we have some multiple things in the works right now Mm -hmm. oh we are thinking about should i just bring it up guess so yeah so we know it like sucks that we only have content every other week yeah but we do get so much listener mail and we don't always get to fit it at the end of every single episode but Mm -hmm. we don't want to you know just have it sit in our email and no one gets to listen to it so we're thinking about adding that to our patreon page which we still don't really know how to use to be (laughs) honest Um, but once we figure it out we're thinking about doing episodes mini episodes on those off weeks just reading the listener mail and reacting to it if Mm -hmm. you guys are interested i don't know yeah we'll try it out um let us know what you think or like what you would want to see if if you're even interested in something like that but some people have said they would be some maybe yeah i don't know i mean i don't want to assume but yeah yeah we need to figure that out i think we have some you know good stuff in the works we talk about this podcast all the time and we have some good plans for it mm-hmm. hopefully not mm-hmm. going wood <laughs> yeah don't get your hopes up too much though <laughs> they don't even know what you're referring to <laughs> okay get that out get that out get that out mel's teasing something um something that we're hoping is gonna happen but we don't know if it's gonna happen yeah we can should we cut this out no i think we should use it okay it's mysterious okay <laughs> good but don't you can't even ask us because <laughs> if it doesn't happen we'll let you guys know we'll let you know for yeah. sure in a few weeks yeah mm-hmm. right we'll tell them yes we will. <laughs> um yeah anyway thank you guys so much for all your awesome responses everyone's so nice it's crazy yeah so sweet like everyone we've heard from yeah really no haters yeah. one or two maybe but mm-hmm. who cares yeah it's not kind of like, <laughs> I know, we haven't gotten anything that bad. Yeah. Not as bad as our Tumblr days. Yeah, people were brutal back then. People were so mean. It was really like the Harry Potter fans, which yeah. were so mean to us. <laughs> like, as if you had to be one or the other. Yeah. Don't experience that now. Mm. I've, I feel like I've told people in real life, oh yeah, guys, by the way, everyone in my work knows that I have a podcast now. Wow. Besides, no. like, Proud st- of you. a few people. Yeah, I've really come out of the closet. Um, if you guys are listening, hi. <laughs> hi. <laughs> I'm you. really known as like the Twilight girl at my work. Yeah, I feel like I can't live it down. You started as that. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. not known as that as much. I mean, you guys know I love Twilight. I have a freaking podcast about it. I do love it, but that's not all I am. Yeah. So sometimes I feel a little bit like, okay. It's more to me than Twilight guys, but <laughs> I feel like sometimes friends think of me as like that's my biggest interest, which it probably is. Mm-hmm. But 
I am into other things as well. Yeah. So don't forget about that. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that's how Stephanie Meyer feels. I know, probably. She's it's like, like, leave me alone. Yeah. Like, I had the success, <laughs> yes, but, like, I have other things that I've done, I've written other stories. Yeah. But I'm happy to be known for this. I'm so proud of it. It's probably, honestly, my biggest accomplishment thus far in life. Me too. So thank you guys. <laughs> Couldn't obviously. I mean, what would it be without you? No, it yeah. literally wouldn't be anything. Yeah. And I cannot even put into words how much it means to me. Like sometimes I get almost overwhelmed by it, but in like a good way. I want to yeah. cry, happy tears. Twilight forever. Twilight forever. Um, stay loyal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't. Leave the fandom. Don't leave, please. <laughs> Wait, now that we said that, they might want to. Yeah, I know. We're giving them no choice. <laughs> decisions, decisions. Black, 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 That doesn't have anything to do with our podcast. Well, we've said it before on the show. <laughs> oh, we have? Your mom quoted it from the oh. show. I feel like I'm... This episode, I feel like I'm a little bit loose. I'm not even <laughs> drinking. <laughs> We're not even drinking, guys. No. Or smoking. No. This has, like, been a really sober episode. But sometimes, like, you are just, like, high off of the energy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We wrap it up? <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Thanks. We'll let you go. We'll let you go. And maybe we'll have new content next week. Maybe we won't. We'll see. <laughs> us at anotherbiteoftwilight at gmail.com or find us on twitter tumblr and instagram at anotherbiteoftwilight the music is by traces see you next time